0: Good morning and welcome, family. Are you joining us from a watch party with friends, family, neighbors, your community group, or one of our venues in our church building? We'd love to see your faces. We received a few photos from last Sunday, and we'd love it if you kept them coming. Please email us your watch party photo to talk to us at hatfield.co.za. How incredible is it that we are one church worshiping one God in all our locations? Won't you join us right now from wherever you are as we lift our praises to Him?
1: faithful Jesus, who's ever- Burning, keep us keep burning, let your fire Come, let your will be done. As your fire falls in this place, let your will be done. Let your will. Be
2: And carry the cross for my shame My sin went upon your shoulders My soul now to stand So what can I say gave it all so lovingly, full of love. You are love. You surrendered your life so we can have life. I surrender Ah, uh, well-
1: I see a Zither
3: Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are so glad and so appreciate that you can be part of what we are doing here and part of the service. I would like to invite you as we're going to start the sermon and we're going to share together around the Word of God. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, we want to thank you that in you we live, we move, and we have our being. That, Lord, you stretch out beyond just our own borders. That you touch everyone across the globe, Lord. And that you in, you encourage each one of us, Lord, to go across and encourage others, to draw others to you. And as we share around your word, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, may you be the one who speaks into our hearts. Open our hearts, Lord. Let us hear you speak this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to encourage you that um, please look out at our screen and our bank account, we would like to encourage you as it is time to give, that you would give and that you would be blessed by your giving as you trust the Lord. I pray for those that are still trying to get work in business-wise and everything else that needs to happen for work to come together and income to come into the homes. I pray for you this morning that the Lord may touch you, that the Lord may give you wisdom, that the Lord may give you favor. Thank you for your giving, in Jesus' name, amen. As we've been busy, and Pastor Louis has really preached extensively on being moved by the Lord and being moved by God, This Sunday, we are talking about moved to go the distance, moved to go the distance. And I would like to encourage you that as we're going to read together, there is a bit of a, a history behind this, and I want you to still please uh, to engage with me and to stay with me in this because there is so much that the Lord teaches us around this. And I would like to encourage you to listen very carefully and closely. The scriptures that I'm going to share from, um, if you read throughout that history, it will start from Acts chapter 8 and it's going to end in Acts chapter 11 verse 30. But for the sake of um, uh, this morning, I would like for us to just focus on Acts chapter 11, we're going to read together from verse 19 to 26. Acts chapter 11 from verse 19 to 26. I'm going to be reading it from the NIV version, and I would like for you to please pay close attention as I read. It says this, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. That is a very powerful, potent portion of scripture. The reason is this, is that we... No, and I would like to just unpack a little bit of history there. What happened was in chapter 8 when you read in the book of Acts is this, is that Stephen was persecuted. He was killed because he said that Jesus was the way and the truth and the life and he was sharing the gospel with people and he was caught by Saul and he got stoned and he was killed. Now because of this there was this persecution that went all out in that region of Jerusalem. And in that region of Jerusalem, there was a lot of people who believed in the Lord. And the people engaged in the things about Jesus and the teachings and people were being baptized, miracles were taking place, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the leaders of that time who believed that the Messiah was still going to come, Jesus was not the Messiah for them, they started to think, how can we stop this movement? And so they went out to persecute the Christians. Now... When we look into this history, we see that from the outset they were not just meant to remain in Jerusalem. There was a desire from the Lord Jesus when he gave them the command to go to the outermost parts of the world to preach and to share this gospel. God's plan from the outset has been that everybody can know who he was. And they can come to the knowledge and the gospel would be uh, a vehicle that gets used to draw people to back to the Lord. And so in this history, when persecution came, the believers, they spread out into different areas. Others went to Judea, others went to Samaria, and others went back to into other areas where there was no persecution because they were trying to run away from this. Now, this is a portion of scripture whereby there are some men, we are not told their names, there are some men that escaped from Jerusalem, and these men were Jews, and they escaped into Antioch. Antioch was a big, uh, great city in the capital uh, of, of Rome, and there was Rome as a city, which is number one city, it was the number one city at the time, and the second one, it was a city called Alexandria, and the third one was Antioch. And so in those cities, there was like a place where cosmopolitan, uh, you know, people were moving in and there was a lot of economic hub taking place there. And so these men went into Antioch. Today, it's one of the cities in Turkey. And so in this, we see that they didn't just stop talking about Jesus. They didn't stop talking about who Jesus was, the gospel, of Jesus Christ. And so they started to share in that cosmopolitan place where there was a lot of movement, a lot of economic hub, people hustle, bustle everywhere. There was just everywhere. And in this place, we find that they started to advance and to share about the kingdom of God. Now, you may be Listening to me and watching this and you go, oh, Pastor Litsolo, thank you so much for all that history. But what's the point? What's the point of sharing all this history with me? I'm not going to listen to your sermon to hear the history. I want to know what is God trying to say to me today. And I would like to encourage you to please stay the course with me. The reason I'm telling you all this history, it's important to understand before this history came, or this story came into being, what actually happened. In Matthew 28, Jesus is about to leave and go back to the Father. And he gives this instruction to his disciples and he tells them that they are to go in and in all the world, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and they must go and tell people and teach them all that he has taught them to do. And so they were to go out and tell people about Jesus, but the Jews of that time in that Jerusalem area, they were only thinking about the other Jews in other provinces. They were not thinking Jesus means everybody, all nations, all people, and all teachings must be taught to everybody. And so I would like to ask you a question as I finish my historic, Um, explanation around (laughs) what was happening at that time. I would like to start with something that will just help us to engage as we that to unpack these, these portions of scripture. Remember, it's from chapter 9 up to chapter 11. Chapter 8, that's where the persecution took place. Chapter 9, it started to happen more and more rapidly, and then we end up in chapter 11, where persecution kept on going. Uh, I would like to highlight something for you. And this is the question I want to ask you. If you could not fail, what would you do? if you could not fail, what would you do? I was asking myself that same question and so many thoughts come into play. But the reason I was asking this question was this. God cannot fail, isn't it? It's a question I'm asking myself. God cannot fail, isn't it? So if God cannot fail, it means he is his purposes and the things that he wants to achieve and the things that he wants to do in our world, he cannot fail at that. He will achieve his goals. He will, he will get what he wants to do to happen. He will do it. And so if you could not fail, I wonder what, what, what your answer is. But I just thought of the Lord again, that if Jesus was saying to his disciples, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples." All power in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Therefore, when we go out into the world and engage the world about the Lord Jesus, there is power that backs us. And that power cannot fail because it's God's power. He cannot fail. And if the Lord cannot fail, then we can be secure in the fact that that's exactly what he wants to do. He doesn't want us to be afraid that we will fail when we step out in his name, that we may not be ashamed or scared or feel guilty that we are sharing with others about Jesus. And so this morning I would like to highlight five main points for you five main points for you from this portion of Scripture, and this is what the Lord intends to do. And I think across the story of the Lord from Genesis to Revelation, this is His heart for all people. It's His heart for all men, because as we've read now in the Scriptures, it was men who went into Antioch, and they didn't only speak to Jews, they encouraged also, Gentiles, people who didn't know who Jesus was. And that is always been God's heart and desire. So, here's my first main point. The first main point is this God is always on the move. God is always on the move. You see, the Lord's plan is that how can you? And I, you and me or you and I, how can we together, how can we become part of his plan? How can we engage with the Lord? How can we be part of what he's doing in the world? The Lord's heart, as much as it it is for you and I, the Lord's heart is actually intended for the whole world. For everybody on this earth, every human being on this earth. It's God's plan to reach them with his love. God's heart is that the people will be restored, people will be redeemed, nature would be redeemed and restored also. It is his heart that people can come to the knowledge of who he is. And therefore this movement we are we've been talking about all these weeks, it addresses that same question. God, are you on the move? What are you doing in our midst? What is your next step, Lord? What is, what are you calling us to, Lord? And we have to come around and align with the Lord. And so the Lord encouraged each one of us to know that he's busy with a much bigger plan. It's not just about us and being comfortable and doing life and just going on about. God has a bigger picture for those who do not know him. His heart is that we may reach out to them with the love of Jesus. And so the gospel leaves Jerusalem, and we measure the kilometers, it's about 915 kilometers from Jerusalem to Antioch. It's a long distance. But now the gospel was spreading wider and faster. And so I would like to encourage you, I wonder what is God doing in your life? What is he doing in your life? context about reaching out to others? Is he talking to you about encouraging somebody else, reaching out to to your neighbor? What is the Lord doing in your midst? And so God is always on the move. We are called to come and find out from him, God, what are you doing? What do you want me to do? Is there something bigger than just myself? Because that's exactly what the Lord is busy with. He's busy with something bigger than our own individual needs. His heart is to move us from just being consumers of His Word and connecting with Him. Those are good, but He also wants us to be contributors. Contributors, people who go out and make a difference. That's what Jesus said to His disciples. That's why when They started to be too comfortable in Jerusalem and only sharing with the Jewish people about Jesus Christ. Persecution came because the Lord had made it clear when He left that this gospel is not only about you. And this gospel today is the same. It's not only about me. It's not only about you. It's about what the Lord wants to do in this world. And so the first point is exactly that. God is always on the move. The second point I would like to highlight from these portions of Scripture is this. God's movement invites and prepares us. God's movement invites and prepares us. The Lord doesn't force anybody, but he does reach out and he invites and he says, come, I would like to engage you. I would like for you to see what I want to do in your context, in your world, in your workplace, in your family, in in your business. I would like to show you what I would like to do in your context. His heart is for those people that you always see at the gym, that you always see in the restaurant. Wherever that you find yourself, God invites us, but he also prepares us He prepares us, He gives us the Holy Spirit to empower us to go and be that difference. And so God invites and God prepares because His intention is not just for us, it's for everybody to come to the knowledge of who He is. And I wonder in where you move, what you do, where is the Lord leading you? Are there some that you can gather with and, and you can say, Lord, what are you saying to us? In your community groups, what are, you, what are you doing to advance his kingdom? In your context, what are you doing to advance his kingdom? You may say, yeah, but those those days there when there was no um, corona and there was no COVID-19 and there were no restrictions like we are having now, The Lord, if you can read the history, you will see that the government of the day, uh, the government of the Roman Empire, the Caesars, they were against this movement. They were against this movement because this was the movement that said that Jesus is the only God. And this was a big challenge for a lot of religions at the time, and so there were restrictions. but. It's not government, it's not the pandemic that stopped them. It was not the the geography or the distance to get there. It was nothing. All they had in their hearts and minds at that time when they went and they were scattered was how can we share the gospel with those who do not know it. And the research has shown that 350 years after Jesus had died, 56% of the whole world had heard the gospel by that time. And I want to encourage you that in your context, if there's somebody that the Lord highlights for you, if there's somebody that the Lord engages you for, and He says, you know, He whispers to you and He says, speak, speak with this one about me, share with that one about me. How I do it normally is I would always daily ask the Lord, Lord, today give me an opportunity to share with someone about you. Give me an opportunity, even if it's just to maybe make somebody smile or laugh or whatever that it is that you want me to do. Lord, I'm willing. Give me the the courage, Lord, and the boldness to do it. And I go out and I engage out there in the world. And it's not always, uh, uh, how can I put it, it's not always great and easy and positive. Sometimes there is resistance. And that's what happens when the gospel of Jesus comes. There is opposition, there is resistance. But the Lord has given us his spirit and his spirit empowers us to go over and above what we can do in our own strength. And so I would like to encourage you to know and to be willing and to be obedient and say, Lord, I'm willing and I'm obedient, Lord, to step out in your name because you are inviting me and you are preparing me to do exactly that. And so the first point is God is always on the move. The second one is God, God's movement invites and it prepares us. The third thing that we are learning from the scripture is that God's movement is unstoppable. God's movement is unstoppable. There's a lot of people that can say, there's a lot of uh, restrictions. There's a lot of things that we cannot do. And that is true, and that is right. But, you know, in the world we've lived in, like, you know, I heard that the other day somebody was saying that, you know, uh, uh, the, the online space where people engage now around different platforms, those platforms have all grown because more people are engaging on those platforms because of all these restrictions and we have been doing it now you're watching me because it's all part of that change that was taking place and so the Lord wants to reach out beyond just the physical beyond just the, the, the geography or beyond what any resistance may come our way the Lord's heart is to reach his people and nothing in this in this world can ever stop that. And so in your context, in your world where you live, may you be unstoppable. May you be the one who, who comes in and he they, they bring the Lord in the context. May you be the light, may you be the salt. May you hear what the Lord is saying in your heart. May you listen and say, Lord, is this what you are saying? And step out in faith and encourage and engage with the world that you are part of because God has put you where you find yourself today. The Lord has put you there for a reason and you can ask him for favor. You can ask him for wisdom and he will do exactly that. And so God is unstoppable. We cannot stop the purposes of God. Why? Because God cannot fail. And he has put all his energy and his, his, his heart into making sure that he doesn't fail. And that is part of the journey we are called to. We are called to move the distance, to go beyond what we can do because God has said, listen, I want you to come alongside. And so because of who we are and the Lord in our lives, we become unstoppable. And so we are unstoppable because of the power of God that lives in us to reach this world, to make a difference, in other people's lives to touch our neighbor to 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 do great things within our communities god has called us to that and he is intentional he is every day working on this speaking to others and getting people ready and you are part of that plan that god has so god is always on the move god god's movement invites and It prepares us and God's movement is unstoppable. The fourth point I would like to raise from this is God's movement is continuous. God's movement is continuous. It doesn't stop because we are tired, it doesn't stop because we are discouraged, it doesn't stop because there was a a pandemic. God's Movement is continuous and He continues to show that He is great. He continues to show when we pray, when we, when we make a difference in someone's life, something in our hearts gets moved, something in our spirit gets moved and within our context God is calling each one of us that we must continue to ask Him, Lord, what is next? Lord, what are you doing? Lord, can you come? And help me. Lord, what are you? Where, where are you making a difference? How can you draw me into what you are busy doing? And so the gospel doesn't just remain something that we hold on to and we are comfortable because we have it. We are called to something bigger. And God says, You and I have a place in doing something about where we find ourselves. And so restrictions must not define where we go, what we do, but restrictions must highlight again that it's only the Lord who actually reaches people, that we can avail ourselves to Him. We can make ourselves available and say, God, use me. I am available in my context, in what I have. Perhaps he's inviting somebody. We are doing the watch parties now. Don't just settle for just watching on, on TV. <laughs> I would like to encourage you. Around your area, if there's a watch party that's happening or if there's a p- a people gathering together, engage. Because there, the Lord commands his blessing too. And he wants you to be part of something bigger. There, the Lord will bring forth the next step that he has called you as a group, as individuals, in that context to reach the world around you. The last point I would like to highlight from this is that God's movement is inclusive. God's movement is inclusive. You see, the Jews in Jerusalem thought God is only gonna work on on, 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 on in Jerusalem and in in the Jews lives but he's not gonna do it for everybody else and they were surprised when Peter came back you will read that story in in those chapters that when Peter uh, was 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 supposed to go and and pray for Cornelius? That after he prayed, and the and the elders and the and the apostles, they questioned him and they said, "How can you go into uh, you know a gentile's home and even pray for them and 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 do what you did?" And he said, "The Lord showed me this vision. The Lord showed me what to do." And they thought that the Lord only wants them to do within the Jerusalem area and if they had to go out it will only be with the Jews in those areas. But God's plan is always inclusive. God is inclusive. He had a bigger plan and Peter said that the Lord had sent him there and everybody got to know who the Lord was and they realized that God is also moving amongst the Gentiles, the people that that were not Jews. And so God's heart is not just when we are knowing who who He is and growing in Him. It's not only for that. I'm emphasizing this point this morning because God's heart is that all of us, all of us may come to the knowledge of who He is, what He wants us to do. The world cannot remain the same as it is when we are in it because the Lord Intent that people come to the knowledge of who he is. And so when the gospel left Jerusalem and into other parts in the world, and Antioch in this case, people came in numbers, the Bible tells us, to know who the Lord is. And when Barnabas was sent out to go and check, he found that the grace of God was really there. And so this morning, I wonder what goes into your mind. I wonder, what is it that the Lord has for you? I wonder what the Lord has for us as a church, where he's taking us as a church, what he wants us to do as a church, as individuals. What is, what is it that God is moving us to? And are we willing to go? Are we obedient? Are we, are we wanting, do we want to be part of this bigger picture and this bigger story that God is doing? Think about it. If you have a relationship with the Lord right now, somebody somewhere reached out to you. Somebody, somewhere spoke to you about Jesus. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means that you and I still have a responsibility today to reach somebody somebody for Christ. And we can do it beyond distance, beyond government restrictions. And it's tough and it's, it's different, but there's something bigger. We are called to move from just consuming something about who the Lord is and growing in Him and we are called to something more and that's being contributors, reaching out to the world around us and I don't know what is it that the Lord is preparing you for or what the Lord is inviting you to, but I would like to encourage you as a community group, if you are a watch party, if you are here at the church this morning, I would like to encourage you. Ask the Lord, Lord, what is next? What are you calling me to? What do you want me to do? How do I go about doing it? We are here at the church. Come, speak. Let's let's hear what the Lord wants wants to do. Let's, Let's pray with you. Let's encourage you. But God is always on the move. God invites and prepares us. God's movement is unstoppable. God's movement is continuous. And God's movement is inclusive. This morning, I encourage you. Get into that. Hear what the Lord says. And may He draw you and may He make it clear for you what your next step needs to be. In Jesus' name. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for this morning. Um, yeah, Father, just reading through these words, Lord, I just realize again that you have such bigger plans and your plans will never fail. And, and even when you can do it yourself, Lord, you invite all of us to go the distance. You invite all of us to make a difference in the world that we engage with every single day. And we can go on, Lord, and miss out on what's going on our left and right. But Father, this morning you are saying, pause, listen, and look. And I pray in Jesus' name that we will pause all of us, that it won't be just a moment in time, that each one of us, whoever, Lord, that you are speaking into Lord, right now, that, Father, they would act out what you are saying, that we won't be only listeners, but doers of your words. Thank you, Father, Lord, for calling us into this bigger picture that you are doing, that you are inviting us, Lord, and you are preparing us that you are unstoppable, and we won't be unstop- we won't be stoppable when we won't be stopped when you are with us, and Father, I pray that in Jesus' name we would be part of that picture. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining with us. We're gonna engage with you through prayer online. Please look out for the links there and thank you so much for joining us. And those that came into the church building this morning, thank you so much for coming and being part of us. And those that are listening on on the radio, those that are on YouTube, thank you so much for being part of what God is doing with us here together. We will move with him in Jesus name, amen.
0: Thanks for staying tuned this extra bit longer. Are you asking some of life's biggest questions like, is there more to life than this? Who is Jesus and how can I have faith? Or do you know of someone looking for these answers? We have something tailored just for you. The Alpha course is an opportunity to explore the meaning of life through real conversations about Christianity. Visit our website to get the low down and invite others to sign up too. Would you like to find out more about the Hatfield family, like what we believe and how we live out our faith? The Life Changes course is a great place to start. Not only is Life Changes our Discipleship 101 course, it also gives you the opportunity to become a member of our church family. Find out more on our website. Easter is fast approaching and is one of the most significant dates on our Christian calendar. God provided for our salvation even before we needed it. And to save us is an integral part of who he is. Our Friday and Sunday morning services will take place online, but we'd love to see pockets of believers meet across the city to stream the services together. Why not organize a watch party in your home? Invite a group of friends, a neighbor or a family to engage in the service with you. Some of our pastors will be hosting watch parties here at the church too. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to see you. Oh, and don't miss our Easter egg drive through on Easter Sunday. Hop into your car directly after the service and join us on site as we celebrate our resurrected King. As always, we'll have something for the kids too. Young adults, we're organizing a special Easter service for you live on-site and outside. Sunday evening, the 4th of April. Save the date. Visit our website for all the Easter information you'll need. Enjoy your Sunday. Bye-bye.